Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C., and today my returning guest is Sarah Wood. She's the social media director for Vote Vets. She's a writer, and she's just super cool. So before we get into our conversation, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startme up check out all the tiers i do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads you can hear the free shows on tuesdays and thursdays and they're followed up by what's up a show just for patrons where i talk about anything that comes to mind it's a little more personal kind of like my online diary visit patreon.com slash start me up and don't forget you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found now please enjoy my conversation with sarah wood welcome back to the show sarah thank you so much for having me it is my first day back from vacation, so I'm a little rusty, but, you know, I think I can handle it. <laughs> I'm rusty and I'm pissed off, and just FYI, <laughs> for everybody who uh, is listening on to this free show, I always do a patrons-only show, and I recorded it before this show, and I totally fucking vent. I'm so angry right now, um, having to do with some people in my family, so I don't necessarily spill the tea, or is that what they say, spill the tea? Um... Bob makes fun of me because I keep saying spill the beans and I don't know why he just thinks that's so funny. But anyway, so I do spill something about my relatives, but I don't give too much, but I'm angry and I'm just fucking angry. So anyway, that I, I talked about some other things too. And the other thing I want to tell people real quick is I was having like obscene hot flashes. It's a long story for those of you who know my story, which is just like hormones, trying different hormones and this and that. Um, I, if I take estrogen, I just get super fat and I can't take it. So I went off of it and I had all these trials and tribulations, but I think I have figured out um, the happy medium where I can lose weight and not have hot flashes. And so that is in my patrons only show for today, which is dated 7-19-22. Okay. So, um, Sarah, it's been it's been about a month, a little less than a month since we talked before. And, you yeah. know, I want to get your opinion on a bunch of things. So the first thing I'm going to start with today is that, I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where Doug Jones came into it, but it was a leaked Garland memo and then Doug Jones responded to it. But the gist is that Garland said they're not going to be indicting anybody, uh, you know, I guess this summer. I don't know when the date thing is. And everyone's freaking out. But you know, last night when I heard the story, I said to Bob, I'm like, but isn't that, I mean, whether I agree with it or not, put that aside, isn't it just normal for everybody to halt investigations during an election time? And so that's basically what Doug Jones is saying. So what's your take on this? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're still gathering all of the stuff together. We're still getting stuff that's coming out with like new witnesses, this, that, and the other. And like, it's like, I'm not surprised it's taking this long. Like we have to think about how long Watergate took. You know, we forget that like Nixon got reelected and then had to leave. So it's like, so it's like, we have to remember that like, I'm like, plus I don't know if he, if if Trump is going to be indicted for anything, he will get indicted. So I'm like, I'm not, I, I I have this weird gut feeling that justice is going to be served. I, I don't know if it's just like, I'll optimism. take I'll take it. I'll take your gut feeling. <laughs> Hopeful optimism. Well, what know. what do you have to say about the fact that Trump was never indicted for anything that was in the Mueller report and there was all kinds of things in the Mueller report that I guess, you know, even Mueller said yes, an ex president or whatever could be indicted and then nobody did anything. What do you make of that? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. And and like I'm, I, I'm, I'm like torn. I'm, I'm so frustrated. I just don't want him to be president again because if he's president, like I'm I'm I know people say this all the time. They're going to have to leave the country, mm-hmm. but I like think I may actually have to leave the country, mm-hmm. especially if they're going to start rolling back gay rights and you have all these people saying yeah. that like oh we should we just start like you know executing gay people and stuff like that it's just i'm just like i may have to actually leave like it might yeah. be I, I, it might it's even not, not just even, trump i mean it's i'm it's, not even saying it being angry like oh my right. person didn't win you know like right. when george bush won i wasn't like oh i have to leave right you know it wasn't yeah it was just like oh that's well that sucks well, the thing is, is I mean, even if it's whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever the GOP were to put up, um, it doesn't matter to me because they're all the same. They're, I mean, yeah. they're not going to put somebody like Liz Cheney up. She's never going to be the nominee. And I mean, I can't imagine that she would be the nominee considering what the current state of no, the no, GOP. No, yeah, so, it's going. It's going to be Trump. If Trump runs, it's going to be Trump. Like well, I, I'm not I, I sure. Can, I'm not I can sure. Guarantee it. <laughs> well, the reason I'm not sure is because he lost twice before. Now, I will say this: if if we fuck up in the midterms, he's a shoe in. Whoever the Republican nominee will be will be a shoe in because of cheating and electors and all of that. If we are successful in 2022 and we're able to pass the voting right, if we get a bigger majority in the Senate, then and and we keep the House, then we do have a way out of whoever that nominee is going to be because then they can't do the kind of cheating that they're preparing to do now so i don't care like if we if we fuck up 22 it just doesn't matter who the nominee is in the gop they'll win and they won't win they will steal this country away and so it's like but the reason why i i'm not sure about trump is just because he was impeached twice and he lost twice by big numbers granted he won by really or i'm sorry he got uh, a lot of a lot more votes than he did in 2016 in 2020 but biden got like what eight million more or whatever it was so i don't know that the you know the way that i look at the gop right now is i think that if they want, I know they don't like him. They like what he offered them, but they don't like the man. And I think that if, if they want to get rid of him, it wouldn't be hard. All they would have to do is starting with Tucker Carlson asking questions. What do we really need Trump? You know, like that kind of a, is he really necessary for us to move on? He certainly offered us the Supreme Court and he did this, but isn't it time to move on? I mean, I could just hear those kinds. That's a good impression. <laughs> Actually, that's a good impression of Tucker Carlson. <laughs> but it's like, and, I, and I'm not arguing with you because I mean, yes, I think it's, it's reasonable to expect that he could become the nominee and that's terrifying. But to me, DeSantis is just as terrifying. I mean, I don't care who the I Republican agree. is. No, I totally agree. And what's funny is when you, when you said Tucker Carlson, I actually saw a tweet from Tommy Lahren saying, like, Ron DeSantis, our next president. Hmm. So it's just like, I feel like there is, there could be a little bit of a shift. Like, they're, they're starting to look towards. Yeah. Um, I think like, well, they, Trump yeah. right now is doing his grift thing. Like, yes. he's been running for president. He's never not been running for president since 2015. Yeah. Like, he's, this has been a long, yeah. really long grift, getting money from people and Yes, he, yes, and he's made it pretty clear that uh, he needs to, he wants to be president again so he doesn't go to jail. And I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with any of this. And it's hard for me to, 
the Garland thing, I'm really, I mean, the, the, even Adam Schiff is kind of criticizing Garland. So it's like, I don't know where to stand on this. I don't know. I don't, you know, I mean, I know, she, <laughs> I think everybody knows where Sherry Jacoba stands. She is totally, and Don Winslow. They are calling out Garland. They are expecting more from him. And, you know, there's that group who are just absolutely, and we're, I, I'm seeing more and more people taking on that attitude. And then there's, there's the other side, which, I mean, I'm considering myself just, I'm kind of just observing. I'm not playing. I'm not defending. I'm not accusing. I'm just not sure where this is going because I don't know what's going on. I do know that there, I guess, you know, from what I understand, there was stuff in the Mueller report that Garland could have immediately gone after Trump and he chose not to. And I don't know why. I don't know why. And I don't know if it's because perhaps there was, because clearly there are investigations going on in, you know, some of even the higher ups with, with uh, 1-6. But so this, you know, we know they don't leak. Um, I'm not, I, I, it's too hard for me. I just can't jump to Garland is a complicit joke. I don't know that yet. And I'm not saying he isn't. I just can't, yeah. like, I can't, I can't yeah. accuse and I can't defend. I'm just not sure. We don't know. We don't know if these if things are just incredibly locked down. We yeah. don't know that. Right. So like, we, like nothing's public. So, yeah. and nothing should be public. Right. That's the thing. And that's what people don't like is because we like yeah. the show. We like to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, but if we know, that means like Trump and his people yes. will know and they can do whatever they want to sway public opinion and like, yes. you know, pollute the jury pool and mm-hmm. do all the things that they'll do. Yeah. So we just, we don't know. That's, that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Well, and you know, for all I know, obviously Mueller knew there was going to be a one six committee and, or at least, I don't know, maybe it had already, I can't remember when he was sworn in. Maybe it was already established at that point, but either way, I don't, you know, I mean, there has been the argument from attorneys suggesting that maybe the reason they're hesitant to bring Trump to trial is just because maybe they'll get a mega juror and everything will get thrown off and he'll let, you know, he'll get let off on a technicality. And what does that do for the nation? Now, I know everybody's got their opinion on this. um, And it's really easy to backseat drive this when we're in the position we are right now. Um, But if we took that to, okay, that Trump got off because of a technicality, I can't imagine the psychological effect that would have on people. I, I think it would be really damaging. And I mean, there's the argument that you have to take that risk because no one is above the law. And I totally agree with that. But on the other hand, what if that does happen? What does, where do we go from there? That's really fucking bad. And then Trump, oh my God, the fucking, um, you know, look how, look how he behaved when Barr basically gave him that free pass on the mother apart. You know, so yeah. it, it would be it would be so much worse. And I'm just I don't know. I, I I'm choosing right now. I, I look at it this way. No matter what, if Garland were to, you know, if the DOJ were to make some higher up indictments before the election, I, I don't know that it would necessarily hurt Democrats if it were somebody like Roger Stone or something. But I but I can understand um, the idea that if there were indictments um there could be a backlash that would actually hurt Democrats. I don't think Merrick Garland is thinking this way. I think that if he's truly just going to wait until after the election to do anything, um, I think he's just going by protocol, what what has always been done. 
Um, and you can yeah. agree with and it or at not. At the end of the day, we're not that far from the election. No. We're already almost in August. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I mean, it would just be picked up. And we are going to have the last, it's going to be the last on Thursday. Um, it'll be a primetime public hearing. And then I guess they're going to take a break. And then I guess there might be more hearings when they come back from the break. But this Thursday should be pretty fucking explosive. Um, if I am, I'm pretty sure you watched the last one, right? Last Was it last Tuesday? Oh, yeah. I've been watching all of them. Yeah. The only one I missed was like part of one because I was on a plane. But oh. I, I've been watching all of them. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm sorry to be completely juvenile. But since that first... Uh, when they were talking about Pat Cipollone and then the, <laughs> I can only hear Pat Cipollone. That's all I hear. So, um, but yeah, I mean, already corroborated a lot of Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony and, oh, and then there's the secret service bullshit. So that's kind of scary. I guess the secret service is going to be investigating what happened to all those lost secret service texts. That's not good. It's like the bank robbers are investigating the bank robbery. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, God. I just don't know. How do we get through this shit? So, you know what? Let me just take a little break here and ask you, how are you dealing? How do you deal with this stuff all day long? What do you do? I watch a lot of sitcoms, and I'm not I'm not even lying. I watch a lot of, like, I I kind of, like, I watch the news, and yeah. I sit with Twitter all day because yeah, I, I, I work in social media, so I'm on Twitter all day. So, yeah. But I have, like, brainless shows on in the background just to like kind of yeah. like dilute what are some okay so let's talk about some of your to. favorite shows <laughs> i'll tell you what i'm watching and what are you watching right now oh what am i watching yeah. i mean i always have friends on repeat that's yeah. just that's just my therapy yes. um i know it's, that's just my general my generation yes um i i love um I mean, I love Shit's Creek. I love, oh like, God, these are the things really. that, like, I, I watch on repeat. They're, like, not yeah. new shows. They're, like, with Modern Family. Anything that's, like, silly and silly. funny. And I also like a lot of junk reality TV. Yeah. I, like, all the, the 90 Day shows, like 90 Day Fiance. Oh, wow. I haven't it's seen totally that. trashy, but yeah. it's great. It's just entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's... I watch The Housewives sometimes, and I, well, not, I, I always watch The Housewives, but I mean, I, I don't watch all of them, and uh, I totally get it. It's like, you know what's interesting, though? I watch The Beverly Hills Housewives, and I know there's a lot of Republican women watching those kinds of shows. There is a woman on that show who, who, who got instant wealth. I think she married a rich man, but she grew up in Sarajevo. She had nothing. She wasn't allowed to travel. You know, she lived in a shitty environment and she wound up getting married to this guy who has a lot of money. And I, I think eventually she divorced him, but she's so wealthy that she can, like if she's going to go take a trip somewhere, she has her crew go into the hotel room before she gets there and set it all up so that it's the way she likes it. So it's like, okay. And then like, she also has the glam squad, I guess, you know, follow her around and do their, you know, have they do all their makeup. It's like they, they go on vacation and they bring four or five people so they don't have to do their own makeup. I don't understand that, but whatever. So this particular woman was talking about how she was pregnant and excited about it and the baby died. And she was, I think eventually what happened was... I think they wouldn't give her an abortion if I, I can't remember the story exactly, but ultimately 
I think they either want the baby either wound up coming out on its own or they gave her one. I can't remember what it was, but it was, I thought it was really great timing for her to tell this story. And I'm sorry that that happened to her. Clearly she was wanting that child. So it was a disappointment. But what was really scary is at some point, um, they weren't going to take the baby out and she was terrified because you could literally fucking die if you're carrying Mm -hmm. a dead person inside of you or a dead fetus. And so I thought that was, uh, I was glad to see that because I know that there's MAGA women watching and they don't, you know, they could have the same problem and they could be told they're not, they're, they could be denied health care because somebody's afraid that they're going to, you know, lose their medical license or perhaps go to jail for doing something like that. So that, that was good. But yeah, I definitely, I'm with you. Like Bob and I are, right now we're watching, I think it's on Hulu. Um, I don't remember what it's called, The Neighbor Upstairs or something, but it's Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Have you seen that? Oh, is that like the murders? Yes. And yes. I know, I'm, I, I can't think of the exact name, but I've watched the first season. I need, to, I need to get into this. I need to start the second season. That's yeah. really good. Now, I heard the second season wasn't as good. I'm still on the first, so we'll find out. Oh, okay. Well, the first season's great. Yeah, so. the first season is funny. Yeah, Let me ask you, with Selena yeah, Gomez, I'm excited to start, but. somebody I saw criticized her and said she couldn't act. What, do you agree? Oh, that's bull. I, yeah. I think she can act. I yeah, mean, so she's I. playing her part. Like She's so cute. People just like to be critical. Yeah, but she's so cute. Like, I never really paid much attention to her before, and I thought, oh, my God, every time I look at her, I'm like, she's got the cutest face I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, she's adorable. She's just so fucking cute. Yeah, oh, my God. People are mean. People are mean and <laughs> dirt, just assholes. And then what else are we – so, yeah, we're watching Better Call Saul. That's kind of not light and fun, but it's still great. And then – What's the other? Oh, and for all mankind, we're watching that. And then, oh, you know what mm-hmm. we're watching is the Roloffs. That's another show that is a reality show. It's about you know dwarves who have a pumpkin farm, but they don't anymore because oh, I know, I've been to the farm. Oh my god, that's so cool. What was it like? <laughs> I have to tell Bob. He's it was so die. cool. I met Amy. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, it was like I went for their pumpkin season. It was when I lived in Portland, and they Hillsboro is only they live in Hillsboro, and it's only like a couple towns over. Okay. So went over there for their pumpkins, and, and um, we did like a whole tour of the farm, like a and their thing that they bring people around in. So I saw who did I see? I saw like the oldest son. This is a long Jeremy, Jeremy who I don't like. I hate and, him. No, you don't like Jeremy. And I then I saw hate him. the youngest son. I saw, and then we met Amy, uh-huh. and then. And then, like, the wives of the boys were there oh, with okay. their kids at okay. that time. So, like, or, like... Tori. Like I like and Tori. Then, um, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, we're totally into that. And then we, it's, like, we're, we're watching old episodes and fucking i hate jeremy i hate him so much he's such a jerk he can and, get it he's obnoxious. he can be obnoxious i also love the seven little johnstons i don't know i haven't if seen that show no i haven't that seen family them. i want to meet that family and be friends <laughs> with that family they are so funny and so cool i mean they are I, they, wow they live in georgia but they're like they're like they're really cool yeah like they seem like a really great fun family huh that's so fun. Well, so, I, know, so I did watch. I am addicted to that show. And they had well, they had a um, student exchange program recently where they brought over this this kid from Finland, and it was like the sweetest thing. And Aww. I just I loved every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen White Lotus? I have. Oh I my have. god, it's been nominated for like everything. I'm so I I know I I don't know. I think I want to watch that again at some point because it's so crazy and weird. No, it's great. I should rewatch that. I've also started Westworld. I'm into the second season. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. 
I, whenever I yeah, think of Westworld, I think it's, it's a little bit too like I don't know. It's great. It's inten- it's like, is it intense? It's it's, it's, it's it, you can't I can't watch too many episodes in a row because then it starts to get to my like I'm like oh my god right it gets to my head right well yeah and I like I mean I, whenever I think of Westworld I think of it like you know in the 70s with what was the guy who was in it um the, Yul James Brenner. Brolin was in it and, and like, James Brolin yeah. and Yul Brenner I think was in it, it yeah was yeah I actually started watching that the other day because I was like going to compare and I had to, I had to turn it off I'm like this is so bad compared to like the new version but it was but it was actually like pretty cool for the time when you right. actually think about it so. yeah and I know that there's going to be on HBO um, I'm not sure if it's called The Last Hollywood Couple or something like that and it's about um, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward's marriage and it looks yeah, fucking great. I, yeah, by Ethan Hawke. I yes. saw him that being promoted on the Today Show this morning. Yeah. And it looks really, really great. Yeah, I want to see it. And I know, like, there's a story somebody told that they went over to the Newman's house for dinner and just about how unpretentious they are. That's like, you know, he was sitting at the at the table, at the dining room table or whatever it was, and he was reading and there was shit all over the table and, you know, whoever was over there happened to be there at dinner time and they're like do you want dinner sure so they just give him a bowl of soup it's not anything proper it's just here's some soup <laughs> find a place to I eat love that. and it's like that they are they were just so down to earth and oh my god he was just i think they were actually both beautiful she wasn't like marilyn monroe type beauty but i thought she was a beauty and i love her and i don't did you ever see the movie sybil no, but I know the storyline. Yeah. yeah, and she played the therapist in Sybil. Yeah. And she was wonderful. And I just, I love her. So it's like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to see that. And, uh, oh, God, there's something else coming out soon, and I can't remember what it is. I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear that? Mm-mm. It's the outside there making noise. It's It makes me laugh so hard because every time there's noise outside and I'm doing a podcast, I think I've told you this before. I'm not sure. I told somebody. But every time Bob and I are doing a podcast, he's like, don't they know I'm podcasting? <laughs> they don't fucking care. <laughs> Nobody well, like cares. Law. Like that something's going to happen or there'll be noise. Like my, I hadn't had a company over in like a year. My, so my parents finally come and stay this past weekend. And like their smoke alarm goes off in the middle of the night for no reason. Wow. Oh, well, we just had a small little technical glitch, but that's okay because we have to take a quick break and we'll be back after this message. Hey there, it's Kimberly. If you'd like to support the Start Me Up podcast, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see all the different tiers. You can make your choice and you will have my undying gratitude. Thank you so much. Okay, we are back. All right, so let's move on to less fun things and talk some more about, um, well, maybe this is kind of fun. I want to talk to you about Gavin Newsom because... (laughs) Okay, he put out that great ad, right? He put out that great ad about how California is, you know, welcoming everybody and it's so much more progressive and everything. And then there was an interview that he was on that was going around and it was just about Democratic messaging. And he said basically what I've been saying, that the Democrats, whether it's just the Democrats or, you know, groups or whoever puts out the messaging... Um, needs to not be afraid to just be bold and tell the truth. We don't have to sink to their level. We don't have to cheat. All we have to do is boldly tell the truth and not be afraid to say the things sound awful. And that's, you know, I mean, yeah, it sounds awful to say certain things the GOP are doing, you know, letting a 10-year-old girl um, or or saying a 10-year-old girl is a liar who who was raped and pregnant um, or saying that that story was a lie 
by posting the picture of the doctor on Fox News. There, we have to Jesus. call them out and be really blatant about it. And all we have to do is tell the truth. Okay, so that's what Gavin Newsom is basically saying. And it's very clear that he is being met with a positive response and people are really liking it. Um, now, I had posted, I, I, you know, he really understands messaging and I wonder where he's going to go from here. So then Jody Hamilton came on and she's like, I love my governor. And then in all capitals, she, he, she said he is not running in 2024, which I was not even suggesting. Um, but I know the reason she's saying that is because a lot of people are saying he should be the one running in 2024. Now, I am. He I, wouldn't win. I, he wouldn't. You don't. Win. Okay. So why do you think he wouldn't win? Um, well, first of all, I'm not the biggest fan of Gavin Newsom, so like, <laughs> I, I, I just there, I can't even put my finger on it. I've just known a lot of guys in my life that give me the same vibe that he does, uh -huh. and I can't, I can't put my finger on it. But I know I've been right in the past, and I, I, I hate saying that, but and a lot of the messaging that he's saying is stuff that Nancy Pelosi has already said, and he's just echoing it. So, um, but he'll get the credit for it because he's a guy. So, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He comes off a little smarmy to me. Uh -huh. um, this is just, this is just me. Uh -huh. um, so, I mean, he, I mean, I like him. He's a, like, as far as he's a Democrat and, you know, he's in California. And that's the other reason why I don't think he'd win. He's a San Francisco Democrat. Mm -hmm. And you're going to try to appeal to people, you know, in Virginia mm -hmm. or, you know, Ohio or Wisconsin. And it's not going to work. It's not, he's not Joe Biden, you know, mm -hmm. from Delaware mm -hmm. who, you know, people can call Uncle Joe. You know, he's, yeah. he's been demon, Gavin has been demonized by Fox News and the right for so long. You know that it's he's, just, he's been Hillaried. <laughs> yeah, he's been Hillaried. He absolutely has. So I just think that it just I think I don't think he should ever run for president. Quite honestly, he probably will one day. Yeah. But I don't think he I don't think he would win. I mean, I have my favorites for if Biden decided not to run. I have my favorites. But um, I'm going to ask Gavin's you about not, those in a second. Gavin's and not one of them. <laughs> what, what I will say about Gavin, and I don't remember where I read this, but an article came out about him, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And it was basically showing him to be a full-blown opportunist. And, you know, I was disappointed when I read it because, like, I used when I used to watch Bill Maher and he would be on, I mean, it didn't fucking matter what subject you would bring up. He was like an encyclopedia. He could just rattle off facts and information about anything you threw at him and I was extremely impressed and you know and then like I said I read this article and I can't remember what the article said because it's been a while but it was just talking about like when you were said the word smarmy the the article kind of touched on that and then it, it mentioned why he was smarmy so that's I just don't remember but he was just so much that he was an opportunist and so I've kind of always had that in the back of my mind and I, the way that I look at politics at this point right now, I mean, you know, I have my favorites too, but frankly, my favorite can't win. And I don't, I agree with you. I do. I hadn't thought of it before about California Democrat, but then you're going to throw in there that California is a tent city now in a lot of like in Oakland, I know in San Francisco, I know in California, I'm sorry, in Los, I always want to call Los Angeles, California, but, uh, I know that it's like lots of tent cities and whether or not it's his fault, of course, won't matter. They'll just throw that at him. 
and well it, it, the ads are going to write themselves so oh we're yes. going to turn the united station states into one giant california and californians and people who have lived there like you and me might be like well that's not quite so bad right. that would be great they're the sixth largest economy in the world like they can live on their own they don't need the rest of the country but to the rest of the country who's californians been demonized yeah it's you know, the messages will write themselves. So who are your favorites? Okay, and, and this is, the, you know, I know, I guess Molly Jong Fast said this, and then I think Bob even quote tweeted her in a grade and said, can we just get through 2022 before we even start talking about 24? But fuck it, I'm going to talk about 2024. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree. Um, I mean, so now if Biden were to favorites. say, if, if he were to say, I'm not running, yeah. who, who, would, you, who would you want to, to run? That you think could win? That I think could win? Yeah. Um, I honestly really like Pete Buttigieg. I know, and you're so turned around on him. <laughs> Me I too. Me I too. used to give him so much trouble and so much grief. I was like, who's this kid, this mayor in Indiana coming out? He's like this preppy kid. And, and now I'm like, the more like I know about him, and especially because I work with a veterans org, and, yeah. and, we, and we focus a lot on his work because he's a, he is a veteran. Um and the way he's, he really explains things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I put out a video from vote vets and I got 2 million views wow. of just him explaining the current state of things between Republicans and Democrats. And I was like, wow, he really says things in a way that resonates. He does. And he's from Indiana. Yeah. He's a white guy. He is gay, mm-hmm. but he's a white guy and I, he's a veteran mm-hmm. and he, people, people really like him. I mean, he goes on Fox news all the time. And he's like, when he goes on Fox News, he is so fucking, it's like he deserves an Academy Award. It's not that he's doing a performance, but like they need to give an award to Democrats who go on fucking Fox News and tell the truth because he does it so well. And it's like when, when somebody counters him with misinformation or something, he's so calm. And he just yeah. calmly walks them through the process. Now, okay, is there another one? Do you have any more? I do. Um, <laughs> I love. I love Kamala. She won't win. Um, I love her pieces. I'll always love her. Um, and this is going to be come out of left field, but fucking Hillary! I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I know everyone's going to go. Oh, yeah. but I'm just like, you know what? I mean, now she's like, she's older, right. and she probably wouldn't even want to do it. And she's right. doing shows on Apple Plus, but I just like. <laughs> She just, she freaking, she won in 2016, yeah, and she, I don't know, I don't think she'd even want it now, but I should probably like, screw that, I'm done, I'm retired, <laughs> um, I'm spending time with my grandchildren, yeah. um, but I don't know, I'm trying to think of anybody else that might be good in the party, I mean, we have a lot of, like, I love Stacey Abrams, that's yeah. not now, that's that not she's now. running for governor, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to really think on it. You know, I mean, mean, my favorite Democrat is Elizabeth Warren, but a, I don't think she can win. And I do like her in the Senate. So, um, you know, I mean, I just, I'm not going to have my dream and she's also older, which I don't think it means anything in her case. Like it's funny because there's the, the age thing comes up. I think when you are behaving as if you, if you're feeble, you know, like if you appear feeble, I think that's mm-hmm. when the age thing becomes an issue. But like you could have there. I mean, fucking Betty White was going strong in her 80s. 
You know what I mean? I know. And look at Nancy Pelosi. She's as sharp as a tack. She just, uh, her mind is incredible. I I can't even remember the things that she can recall. And she's just... She's in her 80s. Yeah, she's fucking totally sharp. And, you know, I mean, I think Joe Biden is sharp. I think the issue with Joe Biden is that he had a stutter. And, yes, he's getting older, and you can tell. But, I mean, he's not what the right paints him to be, and he's not what the people who on the left don't like him. You know, he is sharp, and he understands what's going on. Whether you agree with him on everything or not, that doesn't – that's not the point. The point is, is the guy sharp? And I think that he is. But – I agree. I just think he's not like he's – He's not the orator that Obama was, you know, where he can, Obama was so good at getting up there and speaking and like moving you every single time. And that's where I'm like, if Biden weren't to, if Biden were to run, of course I would back Biden and I would do everything I can to get him elected. I like Biden. I like him a lot. Yeah. I think he's a great president and people aren't giving him any credit for the stuff that he's doing. Yes, I agree. Um, like getting in, getting unemployment to 3.4, you know, getting, you know, helping get the infrastructure passed and the and Rescue Act passed. And, you know, it's, he, he it's anyway, yeah. it's like people are like, oh, but gas prices, which are also coming down. Coming down. But, yeah. well, you know, and but the I'm thing- like, but Buttigieg is the order. I, I, I agree. <laughs> now, let me just tell you two anecdotal situations. And so the first one, I was at dinner with, there was a woman who was in her late 70s. And so we were talking and she said, I don't think Joe Biden should run in 2024. I don't think he can win. And basically her reasoning is like, he was the man for 2020. He's not the man for 2024. Uh, Okay, fine. So I said, who would you like to see? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the Democrats have. So I say, what about Poopy be the judge pete Buttigieg, <laughs> and i was with two actually two women who were in their 70s so that particular woman said i really like him and the other woman really liked him too she was more of a moderate and then i said what about um so it was pete Buttigieg. i think i can't remember if i asked them about gavin newsom but i asked him i said what do you think of gavin newsom and th- they were like oh well we really like him Okay, so there was those two people. Then I was with a very moderate Democrat. It was moderate. Um, and, I, and he said, I don't think, he said the same thing. He said, I don't think Joe Biden should run. I don't think, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think, this is me saying it. Um, if we pass the Voting Rights Act, I think Joe Biden will win. But if we don't, then we're fucked. But, I, but on the hypothetical here, for those people who are arguing he can't win, um, when I brought up Pete Buttigieg, I brought up, you know, what do you think of him? And so this moderate Democrat white man in probably, he's like 60, I think maybe 65, he said, no, he's not, he doesn't have the charisma. He, and and <laughs> he, he believes that you need to have that charisma. So I said, what about Gavin Newsom? And he goes, hmm, yeah, I, I like him. He's got charisma. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. You know, I mean, I want a president who's going to do a good job. And obviously we do need to have certain amount of charisma or, you know, in, in this social media world where everybody has, you know, no fucking patience, no ability to, it seems like we have to judge people on whether they're popular or not. But I don't know. I look at Pete Buttigieg, whether it's 2024, I think Pete Buttigieg will be president one day, providing we save the country. Um, I could see him 
I think he would have a certain amount of charisma, not the kind that Obama has, but the kind of charisma that he's just so reasonable. You know, it's almost like it's charismatic because he's so fucking chill. You know, he just and has what he that says way. makes sense, and he, yeah. he he speaks the truth, and he makes he makes it make sense. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I Biden said that he was going to run, but everybody's talking about this now, and that's why I'm bringing it up. So don't shoot the fucking messenger. I'm happy yeah. to vote for Joe Biden if he's if he decides to stay on. He's got my vote 100. percent I think he's doing a good job, and. You know, but it's like people are bringing this up because people are, of course, listening to news media and me, you know, the news media is trying to, I don't know, like normalize Nazis and make make it like they're normal and Biden is failing. I don't know. It's so fucking annoying to see what's happening with the news media because they just treat everything like a fucking horse race. And it's not it's not it's disingenuous and it's very frustrating but that said now do you know who simon rosenberg is no doesn't sound familiar well he's gonna i i I found him on twitter and uh i really like what he posts he is with a liberal think tank i think he was in the clinton war room um i don't know he has the d triple c and dnc in his bio and then some other i can't remember what it's called but it's a uh a liberal think tank. So I saw he had posted, I think it was last week. He's going to be on my show next Thursday, FYI. I'm really excited to talk to him because his his Twitter feed is optimistic. I like to say optimistic as opposed to positive because shit can happen and you can be in a really bad way and you can't be positive in that moment, but you could still be optim- optimistic for the outcome. So that's what's happening right here. We have a lot of shit happening, and it's hard to be positive about what's happening. But, but he's optimistic. So one of the things that he points out is the fact that, you know, they killed Roe. That has resulted in all kinds of new, regi- new voters, dem- Democratic people have been registr- uh, registering. And he's also talking about, like, for instance, this was from July 12th. Gas prices have dropped another two cents. Now stands at 464, 39 cent drop in the last month. And uh, he goes over some of these numbers that you're not going to see on the news media. You're not going to see from people like Chuck Todd or whoever um, who want to make this into a horse race. He's showing straight up how Democrats are gaining favorability and and then there's positive so i want to really emphasize and end this show on the fact that i do think even though we are in some real deep shit right now and and 2022 is really going to determine how that goes as i predicted the striking down of roe has engaged a lot of people it's it's they're paying attention now and i think that even though it's a really tough fight i think there are reasons to be optimistic do you have that feeling oh absolutely i think it's really it's energized a a group of you know people and younger generations especially that 
probably thought that Roe would never be overturned and they're like, oh crap, we need to act. I have seen some really energetic younger generations. Like when I work with, with different organizations and there's like, there is a up and coming group of really young, like when I say really young, I mean in their twenties right? and they, um, they're excited to get to work and get organized and get people to vote. And that's been one of their major objectives is registering people to vote. Yeah. And I think that that is, I think that's really great. I think that's really, really great. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I mean, and now that SCOTUS has done this and they've made it very clear, it it seems to me, it seems to me they, I don't understand how they are Supreme court justices and they think, Oh, well, let's tell everybody before the election that we're planning on getting rid of gay marriage and we're planning on getting rid of birth control after we've gotten rid of your right to bodily autonomy and privacy we're announcing to everybody that we intend to fuck you up even more. I I can't believe that they are so fucking ridiculous. I I mean, I can't call them stupid. Just because they're Supreme Court justices doesn't mean they're smart. (laughs) Amy Comey Barrett isn't necessarily, I don't think she's stupid, but I mean, you know, I, I think she is a theologian. I think that she is, but it's like, I can't believe that they don't get it. Shut up. If it were me, it's like, shut up. Let's get 22, you know, let, let's let defeat the Democrats in 22, and then we can tell everybody what we're planning to do. But instead, they're announcing it, which is motivating voters. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm I, all I for it. It also motivated me to make sure all our wills are in, in line to make sure that, like, if something were to happen to our marriage, that we'd still right. be covered. Wow. But, That's so sad. Yeah. That's so sad that you have to think like that. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it's unbelievable. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope that, the, and, and I will kind of go back with Garland. I don't know what's going to happen with the DOJ. What I do hope for, and this is, this, like, this is the most desperate part of me, is as much as I want to see, and I do think we're going to see people in, like, the higher ups in the Trump world, I think we'll, we will start seeing indictments at some point, and perhaps we might even see some convictions and everything. I don't know if it's ever going to go as high as Trump. I don't know. But I would rather keep democracy than worry about Trump behind bars. I, I think he should be behind yeah. bars, but I also know how. And maybe we can we can do, and maybe we can actually find him guilty of you know sedition or something yeah. like that, where we can or insurrection or like or inciting an insurrection where we can keep him and prevent him from right. running again because it's in the constitution that if you do that, you can't run. Yeah, right. So maybe that you know, and I'm like I don't care if he lives off his like glory days and mar-a-lago i just don't want him to be president i just want him to like just go away and stay away just go just go live your the rest of your days mind your business you know well he says he's afraid he knows that if he's in big fucking trouble but that you know we'll see how much of you know what is he in big trouble i don't know i will say this he's behaving as somebody who feels that he's in big trouble what my Garland does, it'll be really interesting to see what happens on Thursday's hearing, because I think they're really saving, you know, I'm not going to say the best for last because this isn't the last, but I think that they know with this one, because it's in prime time, it's going to be hard fucking core. I think we're going to find out a lot and I think it's going to be incredibly damning. And to all those people out there who are saying it doesn't matter, the base doesn't care, th- this is not for the base. 
This is for the country. This is for historical record. This is for all those voters out there who are not sure what's going on. It's giving them an education and they're finding out now. Exactly right. And I'm excited, too, because like on Thursday, it's going to be um, one of the members of the committee is only in Loria. And she's one of um, she's a vote vets endorsed. Oh, wow. Um, veteran. And she's on the committee. And she'll she, I think she has she, we haven't really heard much from her. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be hearing from her on Thursday. So that's going to be great. Very cool. All right, so that's going to that's gonna do it for our conversation. You're my first guest back from vacation, and it's like, woo, I made it. I made it through. Only had a little small glitch with my computer, but that's okay because edit is great. So, <laughs> And, you know, I just, just in case you don't know where to find Sarah, Sarah, tell them where to find you. <laughs> you can find me on all social media at Sarah Wood Writer, S-A-R-A-H-W-O-O-D, Writer. Um, as in writing things down. Um, and then I also um, am social media director over at Vote Vets. If you want to follow Vote Vets, it's a great um, organization that really uplifts the voices of veterans and military families. 100%. Follow them absolutely if you don't. And then, of course, I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. My books are on Amazon. Sarah, I adore you. I love you. And, of course, you will be back. So thanks for thanks for being my first guest after vacation. My pleasure. <laughs> Take care. Bye.